good morning, or good afternoon, or even good evening, whenever you are listening to this. Welcome to the TFW Podcast. That's freaking wrestling. Episode 440. I got it right this week. I heard I had it wrong last week. The camera went out, audio went out, but I got it right. Episode 40. I am your host, Matt, and I am joined by two pretty awesome, cool Rhodesia and Ishan, tell the people how you guys are doing on this fine, fine day. I am doing so great, ready to talk some wrestling. What's going on, fella? What's going on, lady? Let's talk some wrestling. Get into some wrestling talk. Uh, before we get to the wrestling talk, i got a couple of housekeeping notes I do want to make sure I hit. First off, uh, if you guys have not, hit the follow button on the podcast you are listening to right now, whatever you listen to, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, we are all over the place. Hit that follow button so you don't miss any content from us if you have not done so already. Also, follow us on Twitter at That's FNW, and then give us a follow on YouTube where you can see the full-length videos each and every week that we drop at That's Freaking Wrestling. Definitely want to shout out the Broadcast Podcast, Follow them at The Broadcast. They aired our trailer on their latest YouTube episode this week. So shout out to those guys over there. Appreciate you guys and your support. And then thank you guys for listening. Uh, I don't think people get enough thanks in just in general in the world. So I want to make sure that we thank you guys as often as possible. Supporters of the pod, supporters of the Twitter, listeners. Thank you guys for being there with us. Uh, it means a lot to us. We continue to grow each and every week from looking at the numbers. So uh, we appreciate you guys. And thanks for coming along for the ride. Uh, let's get right into, we had another death in the wrestling community this week on Wednesday. Rest in peace to one of the funniest people. Uh, but if we didn't get to the funny part and we got to just their work, uh, as a heel back in the 70s and 80s, uh, Iron Sheik passed away at the age of 81 this past Wednesday. Uh, I know that, Rhodesia, he was way too early for your time of watching wrestling. But for me, one of my first memories of him was, one, I had his action figure when I was a kid. I had Hogan, I had Nikolai Volkov, I had Iron Sheik, and I had... Um, Hillbilly Jim. Those were the four wrestlers I had and I had to make it work. So at one time they were all were different wrestlers. They were, <laughs> you know, ultimate warrior, whoever. Right. Uh, but he was one of uh, a legit shoot. Real, real tough guys in pro wrestling uh, just behind the scenes. I think he was a bodyguard for somebody important back in Iran at one point before he got into the business. Um Hogan owes a ton to him. If you guys don't know, you know, he beat or Hogan beat him for the title. I think in Master Square Garden back in the 80s really, you know, catapulted Hogan's career. But uh, just a really funny guy on Twitter. Uh, I think one of his last. Yeah, like every single day he kind of gave it up. So rest (laughs) in peace to Iron Sheik. Isha, I know we, we just talked about. Who just passed a couple weeks ago? We were talking. You were like, "Hey, you really don't remember a lot of his work." Do you remember a lot of Iron Sheik's work? 
He getting started early. Oh, he's he getting started early on the mute. He getting started early on that button. Man, let me tell you, this Mac does not like me to press it. Like this new Mac is like it's too sensitive. Like I'll press the button and doesn't do what I want to do. Is ridiculous. But anyway, what I was saying is that uh, yeah, Superstar was a little bit before my time, but the Iron Sheik was right at the start because uh, he helped unite, as you said, the Hawkmania. Uh, it went wild, right? After mm-hmm. he won that title, and it, we just never looked back. So, and I, I, I those uh, Ashley figures, I definitely remember those. Um, you had to do a lot of pretending with those things because they, they they weren't posable. <laughs> they like, didn't right? move. They were, right? <laughs> uh, they were like so awkward positions, you know. And then I remember having it, and I had to be extra ca- careful with them because I found out very early that the paint chipped real yes, quick, sir. Right? And I I had my wrestlers and my toys like in the pristine um shape so yeah you know it's it's a little early um because that was right as i started watching um but i i remember the tag team with he and nikolai volkov that's that's more mm-hmm. what i remember them and when they were the tag team and tag team champions i remember those guys uh being on the rock and wrestling cartoon did you did you watch that back in the day yeah you know i wasn't yeah. a fan of it i don't know why no? like i watched a couple of them and, like, it just never really caught my attention. Like, with Junkyard Dog, I mean, Tito Santana, yeah. they all were in it. But, like, for some reason, I would watch, and I was like, all right, this is cool, but... Mm. Well, I, I remember loving it. And I guess more people felt, felt like you, because I guess it was only on for, like, a season. <laughs> <or something. laughs> what was it called? Um, Rockin' and Wrestling. Yeah. Rockin' and Wrestling, okay. And, I and say it, it was, it was all Kogan. their real voices, too, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It was... Re- I thought it was really cool back in the day because, you know, see all these wrestlers, large and life personalities in animation form. I, I just loved it. But um, that was my early, um, you know, memory of, of him as a kid is that tag team and on that TV show. So rest in peace to Iron Sheik. What rest other um, action figures did you have that was like that? You know, I remember LJN. my favorite. That's what it was. LJN. It's LJN. Action yeah. figures. Yeah. I bet, you know what, because uh, I had a lot of those wrestlers. And, of course, like most kids, I kept them in, well, I kept mine in awesome condition. Like, if you were a friend and you abused the toys, like, you know, if you were one of those Toy Story kids that, you know, that destroyed toys. Yep, right there. <laughs> that's how it looked. That brings back memories. <laughs> oh, that's actually the second version. Did you have the big, the big, the big guy? Yes, yeah, I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah, oh, you know what? I may have had Big John. I don't think so. I think I only had those four because Big John, Big Stud John Stud, Mr. Wonderful. I love Mr. Wonderful. Okay. I okay. wish he had knee pads for some reason. Like, it used to really bother me as a kid when wrestlers didn't have knee pads on. Uh, Hulk Hogan. No, still as uh, an adult. You hated Cody's look. Oh, yeah. Oh, in WWE yeah. before he had. <laughs> oh, man. Her, Cody hurt my, whole, my, my soul with that. I, I, I had to grit through it, too, through that no, that no knee pad time period. Uh, who else did I have? I, I think I had Nikolai, Iron, Iron Sheik. Okay. Um, that's about it. But I love when he switched over to the smaller toys. But of course, we didn't have Iron Sheik back then, though. Man, what? what did you have the ring too? Some good times. Oh yeah, absolutely had the ring. Yep, had the ring. I remember I tried to step in it, and I what? cracked it, and I didn't. Oh yeah, of Ooh. course. Like I tried to get in the ring. Yep. Um, mm. and I cracked it. And I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, but like the chip, to your point, Hogan had red knee pads. I think after like a week, it was just like the regular color of like his skin. <laughs> like <laughs> those, <laughs> yeah, those those came off. Good times though. Those those are some some really, really good times. But yes, rest in peace to Iron Sheet, 81 years old. 
Uh, if you don't know Iron Sheik, of course, try to do some research up on him. He was uh, definitely a character in and out of the ring, for sure. Uh, let's start with the bloodline. Rodiz and Ishan, they did it again. They did it again. Uh, almost 3 million viewers on their Whoa. last segment on SmackDown from last yeah. week. You guys have all seen it, so we don't have to run down the actual segment. Uh, I guess let's just start with thoughts in regards to where do we go from here? So we what knew is after, Yeah, we knew after the PLE that, all right, it's hit the fan and it's basically over in regards to now people got to make their decisions on which side they're going to go on. Solo, of course, kind of kind of did a little bit of the swoop and swap. He act like mm-hmm. he was going with Dusos and he went with Roman. And now we know that Roman's last words on SmackDown when Heyman said, what about Jay? He said, Jay's going to do what he always does. And that's fall in line. line. Yeah. So what's your guys' thoughts on the segment? And just what does this week on SmackDown look like? Before I answer those two questions, I'm, I was just still a little bit confused and taken back when Solo did the swoop and swap. Like that reminded me about when Jay had whispered and when sweet nothings into Sammy's ear and then gave him that 10 shot. So to me, I'm still confused on like what happened there because I was with Solo, like, yeah, you're standing with your brothers. And then you do that to him. I'm still stuck on that. I can't even get past that for right now. Um, I love, I love Paulie's um, address to the WWE universe and talking about what's going to happen this SmackDown. And Jay is going to acknowledge. I'm just so super excited. I, I really can't even put it into words. But outside of though, like I said, I was really kind of thrown off. I don't know if that is great booking and storytelling about solo switching sides like that, or if it's just me not not following along the way maybe I should be following along with it. I was a little bit kind of confused there, but still so excited. They surprise me every time. When you say you were confused, are you confused because you think that shouldn't have happened, or you're confused of how it happened? What? I don't know what I was supposed to take out of that. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know wh- how am I supposed to feel after that. There was like almost no point for Solo to go stand over there by his brother only to turn around and hurt his other hurt his brother. So to me, just conceptually in my head, I don't I don't understand that. If you get what I'm saying. I took it as he loves his brother, but he still has his loyalty to Roman. That is his loyalty. Even when they were in NXT, I think his his beginning promos had nothing to do with like the Usos. So I don't I don't think his loyalty is to the Usos. I think when I saw that, I took it as okay, like he's got love for his family, but at the end of the day, Roman is who he is there for. Hmm. Then why stand over there to begin with? Again, um, I might be looking into it too. I might be looking into it too deep to like, okay, maybe because he pulled on my heartstrings. Maybe they got me. Maybe I'm that mark, that definition of a mark there. But it just to me, I'm like, oh, why do that if you're only going to still side with the with, with Roman Reigns? I think it's, uh, I'm, again, I think I'm just, you know, using my imagination. But I think that uh, Solo is a complicated character, right? He's a complicated character. He's kind of, I don't even say he's conflicted, 
Um, we just, I think he's a, he's the wild card will, will be a better description. We just don't know whose side he's on and what his, what his actual, uh, allegiance are, right? Cause he, if you look at his interactions with the Usos, his interaction with Jay, his body language with Roman, it seems like he's like a, a live wire and like, he's ready to reach out at anybody. So, and we haven't heard a lot from him. So we don't really know what his motivations are, um, why he's there why he does the things that he does. He's a wild card at this point, um, which is nice because I, I think that the less we know about him allows us to focus on other things. And then when time comes, we can really focus in on solo on what he is and what he's about. So I think maybe in the moment, I think he might've been, you know, true. Like, Hey, these are my brothers. Right. But after, you know, taking that side and, you know, kind of weighing in on them, he decided to make that move. Like, Hey, these are my brothers, but look, I have my, my motivations for, for the things I want to do and why I want to, and what I want to accomplish. So, so then do we think that maybe he's doing this to now become the tribal chief? I mean, Hey, is this kind of some seeds that they're trying to plant right now? That the only reason why he kind of turned against his brothers was because he wanted to be next in line to, I guess, infiltrate Roman reigns. I don't, I don't think so. I, I just think that his allegiance is to Roman. Okay. I think so he's I like still a love you gun. as a brother. Yeah. But, then but this is, yep. Here is the guy. I'll tell you what I what kind of threw me off a little bit. You guys tell me what you guys your guys' thoughts on, and maybe I'm in the minority. This was the first time that I thought there was a little bit of overacting, or maybe Rhodesia, you kind of said you didn't get the solo part. Maybe I just don't get this part. And that was Jay's reactions. They just seemed so over the top to me. Jay seemed over the top, yeah. And what I, sure, I guess what sure. I don't understand is like, why, why? Like if we wanted to go really, really deep. I guess we can look at it from a psychological perspective of if you're in an abusive relationship, right. you want to protect your abuser. I, okay. So I don't know if they're going that far though. If they, if that's the story they're telling, but he, he seemed to be like overly torn. And it's like, mm-hmm. why are you so torn? If your brother to what he said, I did something you should have done a long time ago. We know how Roman treats Jay. Treats him like dog mm-hmm. shit. We know that he doesn't respect Jay. Jay should know that. So, I mean, everybody why, has told Jay. Yeah. Kale so said like, something. Well, Sammy said. Why are you so like just over the top emotional about it? That was the only part that I kind of didn't get, didn't understand. Maybe it doesn't be a payoff. But did you guys get that too, or or no? I would agree with that. Yeah, but I think Jay has kind of been like that, um, even just. Over the last few weeks, I thought that maybe he's a little bit too torn. Like, it shouldn't be this bad of a decision. Like, once your brother had said a couple weeks ago that this is it, like, you know, once he stood up to the big dog or the tribal chief, I, wow, I call him said, big dog. Wow, you went. <laughs> whoa. Where I went you two, year, two plus years ago. <laughs> Damn, you said the big Man, dog. The big dog, you know, Roman Reigns. But, like, I don't know. I just always thought that he was a little bit just too much. Again, this is my twin. They talk about twins and their bonds that they have, and they can feel each other emotions from across the world, you know? So for them, to me, it shouldn't be that, that much. And it almost seems like he's torn to empathize, like you said, with his abuser more with Roman than it is like, Oh my God, I, I need to really be with Jimmy. He's my twin. That's a little off for me. But again, Overall, I'm still so excited. I am still surprised every time I see him on the screen. I'm impressed every time. Hey, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I know that you guys, you see, you guys were like high level management, so you guys don't deal with people like I do, or and or you just don't live in Atlanta like I do. 
these people I deal with, these are emotional over the time. You should have seen this woman come in my store the other day, y'all. I, I looked around for cameras. I'm <laughs> like, this funky. chick. I looked around. I'm like, legit. I looked around for cameras. I actually, she actually started talking. And when she started, this oh, this woman started crying. I had no idea what was going on. She threw her sunglasses before. I actually stepped away from her and I looked behind her. And I'm looking like, <laughs> right, you know, it's, it's, it's hot Atlanta, right? So I'm like, what the, like, what? Because I, I work now in like a, a richie area in Atlanta. So I'm like, maybe this, this is like a show because this is ridiculous, mm. right? And these people are ridiculous. These people are out of their minds nowadays, y'all. Let me tell you. So when I'm watching Jay, we don't know what he's feeling, what he's going through, what he's been. We don't know the full story. We haven't, we don't fully know and understand. Now, we do know that he does have a, if you want to think about allegiance and like there's like a number order, obviously his brother is his number one. He's on that side, right? But obviously he's still torn about the dynamic. So we don't know what this bloodline means to the entire family, to, to the actual tribe, the, the connection that he has to play, you know, mm-hmm. obviously he's been the right hand man. Right. So he's kind of unofficially like the glue of the whole thing. Right. And he's trying to hold this together. Why is he trying to hold it together? What's the importance of all of it? We just don't know. Right. We just mm-hmm. don't know. Cause it hasn't been explained yet, but it's cool to think about it. Right. So yeah, he's, he, he's obviously side on his brother. Right, but he had, but he's still in the back of his mind. It's like his heart of hearts. He wants all of this to work, but he knows that it only really can work a certain way. Right, so I think he's also conflicted. I think it's it's, it's great storytelling. You know, like look, you know, this is a wrestler. I don't know if he's a, you know, he's not Ashton Kusher, right? As far as acting, so he may be a little bit of overacting, but maybe not. Um, you know, maybe if he felt like in the moment, if he's actually trying to put himself in this character. Maybe that's how he thinks he will react in that moment, right? He will be very torn and kind of over the top a little bit. Well, and no, and, and but that's my point, though. I don't think he was overreacting. I think he's reacting for a reason like that. They haven't overreacted in like two years. So because what he, what he kept saying to Jimmy and Roman was, I need you and I need you. My only question is, why do you need Roman? I don't know why you need Roman. Do you think... You're going to lose some spot like you don't need Roman. You have Jimmy. You have your brother. You guys have always been the ones. You guys are tag team champions, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the part that's going to be interesting to see. Maybe we get that answer this week on SmackDown. Maybe, of course, that happens this sometime this summer. But why is he so connected to feeling like he needs Roman, the guy that wouldn't spit on him if he was on fire? You know what I mean? He's dogged him out since WrestleMania. Because he's the tribal chief. Right, right. Didn't, the, didn't the elders send these people to to do what he needs done? Not he. Yeah, but his own, but his own daddy hadn't even acknowledged Roman. <laughs> Rikishi well, we didn't, didn't even hey, acknowledge him yet. So hey, Rikishi got his own storyline. He's trying to get. I told you. <laughs> didn't, I, didn't I tell you keeps going to this for himself? <laughs> they they haven't even made a, a inkling on TV talking to Rikishi. Every day, Rikishi in his own storyline on Twitter. Real, he going real, real, man. I think I think he playing with action figures. <laughs> that's that's insane. Uh, another really big... You guys got anything else on the bloodline from SmackDown or what you want to see this week? I want to see Jay go with the side of his brother, dot, 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 Jimmy. That brother. I just, you know, just, just watching it, it's definitely working. Crazy. I always kind of gauge, like, like, how big something is based on if my wife Katrina 
likes it or not. Mm-hmm. And she she don't like wrestling. Let's just say what it is. Like she makes me mad that she makes me co- pay for her to come to these shows. That she don't. <laughs> that you know she when I turn it on, she's walking in the other room. You know she's out of there, right? But anytime the bloodline stuff's on, she sits down and she watches. She watches intently, so it really grabs her. And that's what I love about wrestling when they get it right, right? It grabs the non-wrestling fan, right? And we're seeing these ratings. Uh, I'm just hoping they can connect and grab more of these types of stories that can connect more people to the show so it can keep growing. And it's all about storylines and characters, and they're doing such a phenomenal job. Um, it's just sadly, you got to think about it. When's it going to end? It has to end at some point. And it right? looks like we're kind of getting down to that point, but mm-hmm. maybe not. Like I said, we still got maybe a lot of can't. character Remember. situations that flesh it out, right? Roman said well, after Mania, if this is a nine inning baseball game, we are at bottom the bottom third. So said, yeah, yeah, like yeah. we we got a long time left to go with this. But I'm feeling though that we're about to wrap soon. Only and the only reason why I say that is because of that introduction of the new title, the new championship belt. I think that is the way of like the two belts being Roman. I feel like he's about to. This is my first time, and I can't believe I'm about to say this out loud. I think his his reign is about to end. Like soon. Well, you say soon. What are you talking? Like I'm this talking year about, soon? Yeah, this year before the end of 2023. Oh, I was thinking he had to defend it first because he ain't. <laughs> you say he got to defend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping we get a, a, a defense. Like I said, we talked about it two weeks ago. I, I hope it's the tag match at uh, Money in the Bank, and I hope we get the, the four-way with all four of them at SummerSlam. I think that will be incredible. Yeah. Speaking of the uh, the new belt, What's your guys' thoughts? How you guys think it, it looks? I think it's fresh. I think it looks great. But for me, my preference is what for people on YouTube who's watching can see. I love the black belt. I love that original one. I like how that sets and makes the diamonds stand out more. Um, this new one again is shinier. So I can't I can't hate on anybody who said they like the new belt. But for my preference, I still like the old one. Yeah, it's it's mid. Just like the other belt that you got back there. Oh no, this is not me. That's the truth right there. I do think the the raw title looks better now than the universal title because well, it's not I even a new know. belt. It's just it's know. a new color. Like it's, it's not even a new color. And, yeah, and that was kind of what threw me off a little bit. And they were like, "It's a new belt." It's like, no, it's just a different it's a color, bright as yellow, right? Yeah, it's yeah. the same. It's the same yeah. belt. It's just now gold slash yellow over black. black. You know, like eh, whatever. But whatever, but that's, 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 that's semantics. To signify the new, that's a, yeah, that's to signify. It's more the psychology behind it. It's gonna. This is a new title. This is a new belt. There's a new champion. They can't have. You no, know, I, yes. I do have a problem. I do got a problem with the name. Undisputed. The undisputed part. It's uh, it's disputed as hell. I don't I don't get the name. What's going on with this thing? But yeah, I I, I have more of a problem with the name than natural title. The title's fine. Well, I have. So if I wanted to say I have a problem with anything, my problem would be that. No, you can say Romans is undisputed because he's beating everybody. That's fine. Okay, you have the undisputed belt. But if you're going to keep it as the undisputed belt, right. what is that belt on Raw? Exactly. So that's the disputed World that's Heavyweight Championship. There's, there's, there's two titles. It's not. It's it's like uh, it's like in boxing, right? You got the WBC title and the ABC, and you know, like if you got all these World Championships, I mean, it's it's disputed. Yeah, you're you're only undisputed when you've beaten everybody, and everybody can exactly. say, "Yep, you are the champ." So, I, I get that. Um, I don't know, whatever. I mean, eh, right? I wasn't. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't. I didn't need a new belt. I, I get why they want a belt because yeah. now it's one opposed to yeah. 
having them carry around too. Mm -hmm. So I get that part. But if we're going to introduce a new belt, just give me something different (laughs) opposed to just a different color. But they also, it was also smart to do the raw belt first. I'm calling it the raw belt because that's where it's at. But it was also really smart to release that one first than this one. Because I think this one would would be poo-pooed on way more if this was Mm -hmm. the first belt they unveiled in the second belt. But is it? it oh, yeah. I think it's. I think it's getting pretty good sales, isn't it? It's always going to sell, just because. Yeah, it's going to sell. Championship belt. I saw more negativity online about that belt than I did the World Heavyweight Championship belt that, that uh, oh, yeah. Seth has. Yeah, oh really? That, this, the Seth oh, title yeah. looks nice. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. nice. It's a, it's a nice mix with the champ with the because I, I get they want to show the logo, right? It's branding. You got to put yep. that branding. So you got the branding has a little bit of a classical look behind it. So it looks really good. But this title's fine. It's fine. So, uh, also, we got to talk about on SmackDown. We had Montez and LA Knight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. Mon- Montez leaned into the bulls. Yes. That, those hill facials. Those hill facials. is what I've been talking about for over a year. I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast, but Rhodesia can vouch for me. I've said the money in Montez is a hill Montez. Hill Montez is going to be something unlike we've seen in WWE in a long time. If they allow him to kind of go with what he knows he can do with his personality. I'll be honest. I am over what I consider the caricature of his character that he does. Like it's cool. It was funny at one point I'm over like the over, over the top singing every single time and the the facials and like all right it it was good to get your attention with that but like okay now i'm ready to get to the meat and potatoes of who you are what you are and what he showed me on friday against la night when that crowd started booing him and he started leaning into it i'm like that is who you are that is who he is and then if we can put that together with bianca with a more Ooh. meaner streak. Ooh. I don't know if you guys, I know, I think you two saw it for sure. If you guys have not seen it, go Google. It's, I'm sure it's on YouTube. It was a WWE.com exclusive, like 60 second promo. Bianca cut after SmackDown on Friday backstage where she basically says, when I was a champion, I tried to do everything the right way, but it's on. She's now. done playing around. She's done playing around. And I'm like, that is what we want from her. Now, I mean, she's had the bill for a year on a, incredible face run but Montez what I saw from him Friday please give me more of that 100% but what'd you guys think of that well I wanted Montez to win I was the only one on the show who wanted him to win but no, I feel we, like who we thought okay was going wait to win. sorry sorry y'all yeah. sorry. Don't change our narrative don't want to change our narratives no you're right, yeah. you're right I wanted him to win um and I thought he was gonna win but but I'm not I'm not disappointed at all because I got to see some of those facials of him being a heel and I'm like Yes, that feels good. It it looks good and it feels good. So I'm happy. I still have I still am crossing my fingers he's gonna sneak his way into the money in a bank match somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I told you guys on our little draft thing that we did a couple of uh, episodes back that I was drafting a heel Montez Ford. Mm-hmm. And I love to see him paired with like an MVP. Get him heavy and push those, push that guy to the moon. I think that'd be great because uh, they're just kind of treading water with the street profits, you know. Um, 
I don't know what they're doing with, with Dawkins and the team, but it's definitely time for a change. And I don't think he's ready. And man, LA Knight, they got something with him. I don't like I hope the, the plan is to pull the trigger on that guy because the crowd is super behind him, right? He's a heel, supposedly a heel, but the people want to cheer him, they want to get behind him. I think between the two of them, it definitely in that match is it seemed like it's LA Knight's time. But I hope they can flip that into a Montez moment as well. So I'm hoping they do right for my boy because he definitely has the look, he has the personality, and I think he has it all. Like I'm 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 hoping they they give him something good over in SmackDown. So then with LA Knight. Yeah. We love him. I I guess my question is, how over is he really? Do we know yet? Be- and the reason why I'm asking that is, he hasn't have a, he hasn't had a feud since January, and that was with Bray Wyatt. And he did the heavy lifting. We know that, but Bray was absolutely the more popular person during that feud back in January. We are in June now. And he has not had a feud. So, yes, we love his promos. We like when he's in the ring, which we don't get often, which we know you don't have to work often wrestling-wise. You can get over with your mouth. But is he really over? Or is the fan base just clamoring for him to see more from him? So I think those are two totally different things. See, I think he was over mania time. I don't think he's over now. I think that you still have your, like you said, the, the fans clamoring, but what will that actually transition to? Will that actually pay-per-view buys? I'm not putting him as a, as a main event at all, but I'm just saying, what would that really translate to? And I don't think it much now when he had it originally at Mania time. That's the reason why I didn't think that he was going to win either at SmackDown. You know, like uh, for me, I, I always think like he gets a reaction and people are you know, they, they, yeah, they're doing, mm-hmm. they're reacting to him. And that's what you want. Like, that's, that's what you got to gauge, like, reactions on or in emotions is like, because how many wrestlers are there that are getting reactions, right? Really reactions. Like, he's one of them and they haven't done anything with them. So imagine when they actually give him something, right? They actually put some steam behind them because, like, that's how you build wrestlers. That's how wrestlers kind of get over is when the crowd, organically starts getting behind somebody, right? And then you put them in meaningful things to do so you can give the fans more of what they want because there's a lot of wrestlers that they try to put on that they don't get on, right? There's a lot of wrestlers that they give things to do that their people aren't getting behind, right? So, like, the little things that he's doing or has done, um, because we've said it, you know, like, in the Prey, why if you, you know, Elliot Knight was the one that was kind of standing out. I think he kind of carried a good portion of that for you himself. So just 90% of it got behind him and actually gave him something meaningful to do. Now it's not going to be, if they're, if you're going to, you know, hope for like great five-star matches, I don't think that's what LA Knight's going to give you, but I think he's going to give you a fine match. He's going to give you some great character moments. He's going to give you uh, something to cheer for. You know, he's going to give you something to listen to. I think time's now to pull the trigger on the guy. Cause I think he's uh, a little bit older too. So let's get, let's, let's, let's put the ball in his court and let him run. Even I mean, if he does not win Money in the Bank, which I'm not married to that, then get me him and um, Austin Theory for the U.S. title and put it on L.A. Knight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see yeah. that. 
give me that. Cause I think theory is kind of, he's also stagnant now. Yeah. That man, that, that scene of victory didn't do anything for him. And that's really interesting mm-hmm. because he was on his way. I thought before mania, they, they got the, they got the briefcase off of him. I thought they did an awesome job of rehabbing his character. And then mania came and it just stopped. And that was two months ago. I, just, I think that's kind of Who has he been across? That's the problem. That's what I'm right. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't done anything meaningful either. I mean, has he even had a feud? Like a like a legit feud? He hasn't had one. Like he's Russell Sheamus on yep. SmackDown, but he hasn't had anything that carried him through a pay per view. Right? Did he was he on Backlash? I don't remember. I can't nope. even remember if he nope. was on Backlash. Mm-mm. Okay, so he wasn't on Backlash. Was he on Night of Champions? Yeah, it was a fatal four way, right? Wasn't it him, Bobby Lashley, Bronson Reed? Mm -hmm. But he's kind of like an afterthought right now. So, you know, when he hasn't been across with anybody. The only thing I can keep thinking in my head, and I can't, I'm not as quick witted as you are to get a cool little punchline here, but that makes me just think back about how much John Cena still hates him for some reason. So, I wonder if Cena is. Cena must be burying him behind the scenes. Hates that man. (laughs) Cena's like, nope, he can't get a match for the next six months because what he said to me after Mm. he won. Bring back John. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? I think that was really it for me from SmackDown. I don't think there was anything else that was like huge. Nope. Nope. That's Smackdown all I had rap. too. So then let's transition to Monday Night Raw. Who was backstage? He was back. Oh, God. And the show was really good. Don't, so hey, don't don't air horn him, man. I don't want to hey, see his ass back there no more. The no, show was no. really good, man. No. The show was really really good, and I was with them saying that he made some. There changes was a lot of changes. Yeah. Yep. So I guess at this point, it all can't be bad for something that Vince did, and all good if some Triple H did. Now we know for a fact there was a really good Raw show. Vince McMahon had his fingerprints on it. Who knows what exactly he changed? I don't know what, but it was a really good show. I thought. Uh, the MVP of the night was Seth Rollins. I thought that uh, that was a really good showing from him on Monday, yep. which he needed with that belt. I thought it was a great opening promo with Judgment Day. I thought it was a great match that him and Damian had to main mm-hmm. event the show. I think that that title has already kind of showed itself that uh, when you have something to wrestle for, it makes the show more important. And I think we felt that on Monday. What would you guys think? I, I can see why you gave Seth MVP, but I really like Damien showing that match. I really did. Like, again, in my mind, I think of this big, big guy that probably can't wrestle as technical as like somebody like a Seth. And he proves me wrong a lot of times when I watch him wrestle. He really can go in a ring. Um, but when you mentioned um, Vince being there and making changes, my takeaways from Raw that I really liked, I don't think he could have had changed it anyways. Because for me, it was more of like, a couple of match the match qualities and we know Vince isn't actually in the ring wrestling and some of those video packages. So unless he just cut the video packages, the things I liked about raw this week, I don't think he had anything. He could not have affected it is what I'm saying. Okay. You know, um, dirty, nasty ass Vince. He hates factions. He breaks everybody up. (laughs) And here we got beef with Finn and Damien, right? We had a great thing going with Judgment Day. Great heel faction. And his ass comes back 
and now he's already trying to break him up. That's what I thought about Vince. Like, oh, he's coming here. He here comes Vince. He's on. Uh, he done. He done took off his belt. He done pulled down his pants, and he's crapping all over the show again. That's what I thought about it. I actually have the complete opposite thought, and it may be including my TFW moment of the week. So I'll leave it <laughs> there for Let that. Um. So Heyman, did you guys hear Heyman's interview he did where he talked about? It was Vince's idea to pair him with Roman. No, no, no. Tell me more. Yeah, so this came out a, a couple of days ago, and he said a lot in the interview. But this part was pretty interesting. So this is back in 2020, right? Because when was COVID? 2020. Okay. So he said that uh, at this point, Roman is kind of over his character and over his creative. He said, he said the straw that broke the camel's back for Roman was the dog food stuff with Corbin and the Usos that he had to do. I can't believe He's kind of over it. Yeah, he's kind of over his creative, right? So Heyman said, okay, now uh, COVID hits. That takes Saudi away, which in essence takes Brock Lesnar away because Brock charges, of course, a pretty, a pretty penny. You're not going to have Brock showing up to the PC in front of no wrestlers. That doesn't make good business sense. We get that. So. Uh, Heyman's, I mean, not Heyman, but Brock's, Brock's gone. And he said, now he's at home. Basically he was, I think still like the VP or the general director of raw. This is when they were doing that. And, uh, he gets a call from Vince and Vince's like, Hey, uh, I think it's time for you to get back on TV. He said he immediately thought announcer and he's trying to automatically, he's thinking like, how can I be a disruptor again in that space? What can I do to bring something different? And, um, Vince says, I want you as an on-air character. I want you back to managing. And Heyman said there was always three people that he wanted to be paired with and nobody else. One was Brock, of course. One was Ronda Rousey. The other one was Roman Reigns. He said anybody else, he felt like it would be too much pressure on them to succeed because of what the work he's done with Brock or it wouldn't make sense. So when he hears that, he's like, okay, um, well, Brock's not going to be around. Like, who do you have in mind? So he's thinking already in his mind. He's like, I'm trying to think of a way to tell Vince this isn't going to work before he even tells me who it is. And he mm -hmm. says, Vince goes, I think it's time for you to be paired with Roman Reigns. And of course, Heyman's just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, we're actually about to pull the trigger. We've never pulled the trigger on a heel Cena, and we're actually about to do it with Roman. So Heyman kind of just talked about how it was like a perfect storm. You know, Roman's off TV because of COVID and with his condition, we don't know how bad that's going to, you know, deal with his system. So he's away. So he said, like, when I come back, there's no way I'm going to be the same person. So it was kind of like perfect timing for Vince to want to put Heyman and Roman together. We see the magic they've made ever since. It was just cool to, to hear that story because, yeah, we knew Vince had to have signed off on it. Mm -hmm. But to hear that it was his idea, it's like, that was a good idea. remember years ago, I don't know if it was Talk is Jericho, maybe it was Taz's show back then. But remember when we, this is like probably four, five, six years ago, when, no, probably about five years ago, when Paul Heyman was on that podcast, whatever one it was, and he was saying how much he would want Roman. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's like, that's, that's just the one I, I cannot wait. I wish I can get him. And when, if I can, and when I can, it's going to be magical. And sure enough, it is. And it has been. 
Yeah. Yep. It was a, I saw the interview. It was a pretty good interview. It was. It really was. So I just wanted to share that. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, 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 what else you guys got from Raw? Anything? Those video packages. Um, we saw Johnny Gargano this week. Before that, we saw several weeks ago, we saw Candice LeRae. Last week, we saw um, Kaden and Katana. We called her Cassie. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Katana and mm-hmm. Kaden. And holy hell, that match. Yo. Round of applause we'll for give, them. We'll give them that. Absolutely. They, Absolutely. they freaking did it. I mean, I was so sure imp- I was so impressed. I'm like, oh, my God, they about to bury the only real tag team that we actually have here. And what did they do? They showed out. So bravo to them. But those video packages, again, this is like a, a reset. I don't want to call it a repackage, but it's a reset of these, some of these characters. I really like how well it's put together. Like I was like, if I wasn't a Gargano fan or didn't know about them before NXT, I probably would have been like, whoa, okay, maybe I got a wrong impression with this guy, with him being with Dexter, you know, initially coming to WWE. Let me kind of get behind him and see what he, what this is about. I think they need to... um. They need to figure out which way they're going with Johnny. I was not high on his last main roster run. No. He showed out during the Elimination Chamber. Great. Mm-hmm. We know he can go in the rings. Not against him, of course. It's the creative. Give me NXT Johnny. And that, that promo package is a lot more NXT Johnny than what we had before. But to your point, you got to be careful of that. Because the start and stop, character changes, the gimmick changes, the repackaging, that can do a lot more harm than it can good. So... We'll see when he gets back the way they go with it. But no, I, I enjoy that. And I thought that tag match, I, I'm still in the old school. I, I call it old school because this is what I was brought up on. The old school thought mentality of you don't debut someone unless they're going to win. Yeah. That yeah. is right. That, 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 is, that right. is where I'm from. So exactly. when they when they, they had the, the, the awesome promo package for them. And then we see them engage with Rhonda and Shayna backstage. And they're like, let's have a match tonight. Of course, I'm like, no, they're not. Why would you bury them? Yeah, bury exactly. them yep. night once. We know they're not winning the, the titles, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it was really good. As the old saying really goes, good. Ronda and Shayna went over, but the girls got over. So yep. I think that anybody who did not know who they were, which is probably a lot if we look at the NXT numbers compared to main roster, I think they walked away like, oh, wow, those girls are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I would I would agree. So it worked. Yep. And the only other thing I have for raw was just the couple of spots in the ko gunther match they were stiff strong style i don't know what word you want to call it but they they were pretty stiff they were there some of them kicks and hits was there um i was i was there for it too all there for it that's it that's all i got but oh no no so this is what i wanted to ask y'all i thought about this and luckily it came back in my head do you feel that ko is starting to get a little too whiny like, I know he wants to fight everybody right away, but it's almost like a whiny sound. Of, somebody oh, said fight. that. Somebody said that on social media. I can't remember exactly what they said, but it was something to the effect of he's complaining too much. Yeah, I don't want to call it complaining, but it's just, oh, you want to fight? You want to fight? Like, chill, dude. Like, calm down. Like, to me, I I don't like this KO. Oh, that's interesting because yeah. I think this is what KO should be. He's years. He's worn shirts to say, just fight. Never stop fighting. Okay. He's over, he's over the talk. Like he, I'm over, I'm over all the back and forth. He's like, either, either we're going to fight or we're not going to fight. But his voice is almost like a higher octave though. He's almost whiny. So again, I like that pit bull aggression. Let's go at it. But Mm -hmm. it's almost like, 
<laughs> yeah, wow. they're trying to make him like manic to give him like this little manic. There we go. Yeah, like uh, like almost crazy type thing he's trying to do. It's it's all right. I I, I get what you're saying. I'm, it's I'm not a super fan of it. You know, just trying to make him quirky. Hey, but why not, right? Can you know let, like, let him kind of play off Sammy. But see, Sammy's the calmer one, and I've never that's pictured right. Sammy. He is calmer. now, right? Yep. Like, come on. He, Sammy was an off-the-wall one before. He's so. the calm one, and you know, now KO's the crazy, like, manic pit bull, right? Kind of fits yeah. a little bit. Um, but, you know, I was listening to, uh, you know, when Cody came out, and, like, the crowd's, like, literally singing this song. And, like, I don't know any of the words from this song. Like, but, you know, AEW had this guy, the second hottest wrestler in all of the world. Right. And now he's in WWE in front of a larger audience and he has arenas singing his entire song. And honestly, I don't think the song's that good. Right. It's fine. Right. But I do remember when Snoop Dogg tried to remake it. I'm like, okay, maybe he might, you know, put a little something to it. And I thought, mm-hmm. like, oh, you made it worse. Snoop, you, you made the <laughs> song did. worse. He did. Like, right. Time. So, like, you got this audience singing like this. You know, to me, I mean, maybe it's the greatest song in the world. I don't know. But, you know, they got, they got these guys singing this song. And I'm just like, man, this guy is just so super over. And he's somebody that just came off of AEW TV. And that audience started booing him towards the end of his run. And it's, there hasn't much, there hasn't much hasn't changed about his character and who he is. Like, right. But I think it's just competition and production, right? I think that's a big part of doing, man. I, I think you guys know I say it damn near every week. It seems like it is about presentation and storytelling. And I think that there there were some valid misses in Cody's run in AEW. It was. It was some valid misses. I think even he agreed, and I saw something with him a couple months ago where he talked about one of his biggest regrets or mis- mistakes in AEW was fighting against turning heel or not accepting that he was a heel. It was something about, I think he may even okay. said I was a heel, but I didn't like, I didn't turn into it. Um, it's just a different game, man. Like it, it is just two totally different worlds it between is. AEW and WWE in regards to what the on screen product is. And I'm glad I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy that AEW is not, WWE light, right? Because at this point, nobody can touch WWE and what WWE does. Cool, hundred percent, great. I got something I'll bring up around AEW that kind of got me a little bit good and bad, positive and opportunity. But I just think it's a, it's a different world, man. Like, I, actually, this is a perfect segue. Um, and I, I I had something else I wanted to bring up, but this is a perfect segue. Friend of the show, Chris Bush. Uh, follow him on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at Smash. He sent us a question a few days ago, and he said uh, a lot of shock back when WWE was cutting big names. Many of those names have been brought back or transitioned to AEW. I would say at this point, those cuts have had no effect on the business. Who are the stars among them now? So my question to you so these, so he's talking about the cuts back in 2021, 2022? 21. I believe, it, yeah. 2021. Yeah. Um, 
So two question, two part question. Once again, great question. Appreciate it, Chris. Uh, one, did those cuts affect business? And two, who out of the folks that were part of those huge cuts would you say are bigger stars now than when they were cut? I t- interpreted that second part of that question a little bit differently. Uh, the first part of it, though, is uh, what was the first part of it again? I don't want to mess up here. Did those cuts affect business? No, no, not really. No effect. Uh, no, no, no effect at all. I don't think as far as who's bigger today than what they would have been then. I mean, looking at this list, I probably would say really no one. How I interpreted the second part of that question more was of who is a star today. And I kind of had really, truly the only person I would have called a star today, but he's injured, would have been Bray Wyatt. Um, I had a few numbers of people who, if they had the right little push or nudge, that they can make it to star power. And I'll just say that real quick because I came up with it. Um, Karrion Cross to Garlet, Keith Lee, um, Bronson Reed. I think he's getting there. Dakota. And just because she had a championship match, I'm going to go with Taya Valkyrie. But those are some of the people that I think could maybe be a star with the, the right kind of push. Uh, but people like Malachi, Jay White, you can argue that they already are a star or that they're not. But as far as how you pose that second question, I don't think anybody is really bigger today than they were back in 2021. Yeah, I, I got something out of that last part too. But um, as far as bigger star, well, you're going to say nobody because um, – I think what they did, they cut, to me, I think they cut a lot of valuable role players mm-hmm. or utility guys from a show that, and this is when Vince was running the show, though, outside of what well, we didn't, I don't think we've had the bloodline thing going on. So those shows were very, very stale. It was a lot of the same old, same old, same matches over and over again. Horrible same, TV. Same Horrible TV. Wrestling. It's, it's a bunch of rematches after rematch after rematch. So those were fresh faces that they could have freshened up those shows, right? But creatively, we knew they didn't have the right creative people in place to kind of utilize that talent. Um, there's a lot of valuable people that they kind of cut. Um, the the biggest guy, I, I got a, a list here. It's Big Daddy Top List. I got it bold out here, right here. Bray Wyatt, right? Like that was a very big shock. I thought there was a lot of mileage still left in that in that fiend character. Um, Swerve, um, big Swerve guy. I told you he's like one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, Malachi Black or Alistair Black at the time, right? They just were giving him vignettes. They were doing something with him. It could have been interesting. They cut him. Um, Rusev was another guy, you know, that was very popular. They got rid of him. Andrade, you know, now that's one person on my list. I, I'm very high on, but of course the company wasn't. Um, I think there was a lot of mileage that they didn't get out of the Selena and Andrade uh, connection. Um, but if you want to think about the cuts, I think it worked out for in AEW's favor, right? Because Malachi Black, Andrade, Rusev, Swerve, Keith Lee, and some others went and kind of infused some some big names to those shows, right? Mm-hmm. So it really worked out for AEW. Now, those same guys could have stayed on Vince's poop list, right? We would have had, you know, just like uh um Gunther, right? 
you know, I don't know if he sneezed or he coughed by events or whatever, and he's about to get fired, right? Uh, or you got L.A. Knight, who they put made him, you know, uh, a, a maximum model. So definitely those guys leaving and going over to AEW really interject stuff into their into their show. But I think mm-hmm. that you look at it, WWE kind of, you know, came back, especially when Triple H got to him and brought some of those people back, like Bronson Reed, you know, Chelsea Green. He tried to get some of those, uh, you know, big names back to his show, but it didn't work out for him. Um, another surprising um, cut that I didn't expect, but I guess it makes sense because Vince is a horrible talent um, evaluator, was the Iconics. Like, right, there was so much mileage, I thought, in them as a team. Um, he actually ended up breaking them up. So, if, actually, if you really look at the people he cut, Vince wasn't going to do anything with any of them anyway. Really, right? It, it, he wasn't going to do anything with them, but it was AW's gain. And I think those characters became bigger stars on their show, right? Because now Swerve is a is a big name. Um, Malachi Black is doing his thing. I don't know if he would have got a fair shot um, on Vince's watch. Well, now that you say that, again, the second part of that question, the way you interpret it, Matt, you're right. You look at Malachi. He was he was cutting promos outside of the closet or inside the closet, the janitor closet on WWE. <laughs> so from there, he's already doing better than what he was in WWE. Yeah, actually, I had him. I had him on my list, and I said Alistair Black on main roster WWE, not Alistair Black in NXT. Right. NXT NXT Alistair Black was better than what we're seeing now, in my opinion. In regards to star, uh, first question was: Did it affect business? I don't think it affected WWE in the slightest. And the problem, though, is WWE is doing incredible business right now. So some of this is possibly revisionist history like if chris would have asked me this question a year ago my answer may be different if he asked me this question 18 months ago my answer may be different because i think it may have hurt business because AEW was hotter okay is not as hot right okay. now and that's strictly due to their broke their booking it has nothing to do with the talent nothing to do with talent so did the cuts affect business it did for AEW. Because they were able to get him, like he said, it did not for WWE at this point because they bounced back from it. If you guys remember, about two years ago, eighteen months ago, AEW was outdrawing a lot of the major markets in ticket sales from what WWE was doing. Chicago, even New York, with the Grand Slam. Uh, there was a lot of markets that they were outdrawing WWE. Of course, it's flipped now. That's not the case because the booking has, has been better over the last year. They've reestablished a lot of these talents. So that's number one. Number two, um, I do want to shout out to Eric. Uh, he's at Mr. Mom 76, also a friend of the show. His response was, I would say Malachi Black, Buddy Edwards, Andrade, and Ruby Soho have done much better for themselves in AEW. As for the ones that came back to WWE, I would say Karrion Cross, Dakota Kai, and Bronson Reed. Uh, my response for WWE is Dakota Kai is a bigger star than she was then. Mia Yim's a bigger star than she was then. And Scarlett's a bigger star than she was then. I don't think anybody else is bigger than what they were when they were cut. Outside of WWE, I had Buddy down, but then I thought, I'm like, well, no, Buddy was actually with Seth Rollins, if you remember that time period. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about a star... He was probably a bigger star then. I'm, I'm only going by the word when we look at star. I think, one, you can absolutely not 
question is Swerve for sure. He's much bigger now than he was in WWE. And then the other one is uh, Rudy Jeff, and you mentioned it, Aleister Black. I think other than that, I think that's it. Yeah. Even even if they're being utilized better right now than they were, if we're looking at stars, I think that's it. So yeah. I, I I said that was a perfect segue e because we were we were in the middle of kind of talking about the WWE machine in regards to storytelling. You were talking about Cody from AEW WWE, and it's like with with WWE. They are such a machine when they have the proper creative behind them that you're going to be bigger in WWE. That's that's the way it is. Now, if you either don't want to go to WWE or you don't want to fit in their system that they have there, cool. And that's why I love that we have AEW, which is a fantastic alternative. But no matter what AEW would have done, we would not be seeing this Cody Rhodes in AEW. Not even close. I just think it's, that, that's just the way it is right now with how both companies are, are set up. Yeah, I got to agree with that. Like, he's, Cody's always been, he's always seemed like a WWE guy mm-hmm. on the TV, right? Even on the indies, he's always seemed like a WWE guy. So, He's back where he belongs. But like I said, things happen the way it happens. Because uh, I think for a lot of that, those talent like Swerve, I don't think he would have gotten the, the the chance to be what he is in AEW on WWE no. TV. I don't think they no. would have gotten his character or got behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, Hell, he would have been able to bring Rick Ross. Like, those connections that he's oh. done, the things he's done outside, the things he's done outside of wrestling to bring more eyes to AEW and what he's doing absolutely would not have been a thing in WWE. But I got on my on that list of of disappointments though. I gotta say one of them is is Keith Lee, man. Um, he's just having a disappointing run on both shows to me um, right now. It's interesting because is there something more to it? Is it that he's just not being utilized, so we don't see him? Is it because we all know he's talented? We all know he's talented yes. as hell, and we know that. Typically, the cream rises to the top. I I but, would say this. I love Keith Lee in NXT. I was never a fan of him in the WWE main roster. Oh, he wasn't a fan of and, himself oh, no, no, on no, main roster. Yeah. Yeah. Bearcat? And, Bearcat, and he was another one that Vince <laughs> didn't know what to do with him. And right now, um, I'm not really a fan of his. I'm ready at, at the drop of a dime to get behind him. Um, but no. But the, my last time that I had fandom for him was in NXT. He's another one that if these two shows are done right, we could see him have a revamp and And that's be why I said he could trajectory. be a star. He yeah. could absolutely be a star. He needs just that right little nudge, that right little push. And again, it could just be, especially now in AEW, who he has as competitors. Who can even really I remember when he style. first I remember when he first got signed and we were like, if Keith ain't a world champion in twelve months. Fire everybody because something was wrong. Yep. And that hasn't materialized. But when him and Swerve had the tag titles, they were hot. Hot yep. TV, fantastic matches. That just seemed so long ago. That was less than a year ago. You know, but the thing <laughs> less about than a year Keith, ago. Keith was really playing off Swerve. And I, you know, I will, like you hear about the, we're going to get AW in a second, um, but they have a new creative team over at Collision, um, right? And 
one thing that WWE has, right? They have a whole booking creative thing, right? They have certain writers assigned to certain wrestlers, et cetera. They can kind of bounce ideas off of. I don't know if AEW needs that because I think that maybe like a Keith Lee might need that because a lot of the you, you hear a lot of these wrestlers like they don't come up with ideas, you know, for Tony, you know, they they kind of get by the wayside. So you look at you know Keith's idea for himself was to come out in a Harry Potter robe. Man, right? you hate <laughs> you hate his wardrobe, dude. Yeah, right, <laughs> it just ain't hidden, right? So like I I think if he if he had the right creative behind him, and sometimes you can't leave it to guys. To, to write and come up with their own, you know, you know, creative. Sometimes they need yeah. to be in an environment where, okay, I have an idea. Let's bounce it off each other and let's make it better, right? Or let's make it a little bit different. Or let's try this. So maybe we can try that. If you leave it up to a guy, you know, he's gonna come out in a, you know, in a wizard's robe, right? So I don't know. You hate. You hate with a capital H, my man. You know, I, no. I don't use hate very often, but I think I do hate. You do that it. robe, <laughs> and it, and it also swears helmet. That bothers you, and it's yeah. not a helmet, dude. It's a hat. It's not a helmet. It's a scully. Uh, real quick before we move on to AEW, this just came out. WWE CEO Nick Khan, uh, he said that we think NXT has the viability to be its own standalone brand, dude. What the what fuck? The hell? That that, like, that that was that before AEW. That's what we've all been saying. <laughs> That's all we've been saying. Brooke, I'll get a little bit more context. He said, um, initially NXT was on WWE Network, and when the pandemic hit, USA, NBC, Universal uh, needed content. We did not miss a week of production. So we went with Tuesday nights on USA from 8 to 10. NXT ratings were also trending up. So that is going in the right direction. Uh, Then he says, we think NXT has the viability to be its own. Oh, so we just skipped years got it we think nxc has the viability to be its own standalone brand instead of being a developmental system a third brand if you will where you can see crossover from our superstars on raw and smackdown to nxt while our young talent develops there once we get all of that situated then we will look at other nights of the week to develop new content as well a lot of gibberish in there we just skipped over the part where aw was kicking their ass for like a year straight. Cool, I get it. I, and that's I know why, why they you didn't had bring a that move up. nights. And that's why right. they had a move nights. I get it. Once again, this guy's good. Uh, but the reason why I bring that up is because Braun Breaker challenged Seth Rollins this week to a match, which I thought was great. We've seen um, a few of the main star roster folks come down to NXT for some programs. I think it's good stuff. So uh, wait, 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 wait. Thoughts? So- yeah. <laughs> So, Braun didn't get drafted to Raw. How do you feel about that? I can't even get it out. <laughs> yeah, you you are feeling that. You all right? You need, you need to take I a said, break? I said, but I said, I said, okay, we're, we're going to go I, ahead and pass. Ready, ready, no, ready. no, get it together. We got it. <laughs> that, see, that, that's, that's why it's three of us. Whenever somebody ain't got it, we just pass it on. Ishan, save her. I don't know what I she was trying to say. But Braun versus Seth and then Nick Khan's comments. Um, are, are you what does that make you want to watch NXT more knowing that hey, you may get matches like Braun versus Seth? We we saw uh Corbin down there this week, we've seen Natty there before, Dolph Ziggler's been there before, you know, Ali's been there. Does that make you want to watch uh NXT more? Oh, definitely. I mean, I've been telling you that uh NXT has been a, a bright spot in my wrestling week. Um, I really enjoyed the show when I actually get to watch it. 
Um, I, I like the idea because like it's, you know, that was the Triple H had been trying to get NXT to be at the third brand forever, right? But and it was in the company. And it was, but not, but not by the company, right? Vince didn't see it as a third brand, right. and internally, you listen to the wrestlers always talk like, "Hey, when I get called up, when I go up, when I get to the main show, when I get to the main show." So internally, they didn't view it as a third brand. I mean, that's partly why the show, I think. It got spanked so heavily by uh, AEW, right? Because you got a hot new show coming on and you're putting your developmental show against them. I don't care what Triple H was saying publicly, but internally, if you're treating like a developmental, there was no way that was going to win. But, I mean, I like the idea of them. You know, we've been talking about it for years. I think you and I have been saying, you know, this in private and be a text like, hey, you know, it'd be a good idea to send guys they don't have anything for on the main roster. Send them down to NXT for a little while. Let them... You know, rejuvenate, let them, you know, maybe create a new character. Uh, like Jim Ross used to say back in the day, you know, learn a new hold or whatever it is. Right. Kind of freshen them, them, themselves at that show. And then you can continue to develop like a, a Brian Breaker, you know, by having to wrestle one of the best or, you know, arguably the best in the world in Seth Rollins. So I'm all for it. Um, it's just that, you know, this is another conversation. It's just too much dang old wrestling on TV. I just... I, I like, <laughs> like I'm trying to watch this show as much as I can, but man, after watching, you know, 12 hours of Raw and SmackDown each week, it's going to be kind of hard to consistently watch another two hours of another. Speaking of, of official man, third brand. Speaking speaking of, uh, don't forget, as soon as this pod is over, you got to watch Ring of Honor. No, I don't. I think my subscription finally canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Radiza, are you back with us? I'm gonna try. So I didn't okay. see I didn't see Braun challenging Seth, but. I was hung up on was I'm thinking Braun was going to come to Raw to challenge Seth. So I said Braun was not drafted to to Raw. How did that mm-hmm. make you feel? <laughs> you are feeling it still. I don't even understand. <laughs> I said, I said, you can't hear me. I said, how does it make you feel? I, I, we I, hear you. Right. We hear you. Yeah, we I, we hear you. Yeah, but we we've, we've talked about Braun not being drafted to Raw, and this is no. tickling you more than anything in the world. I'm glad you're getting a great laugh. No. It's just because I can't tell with the draft. Hey, guys, sometime in it. life, you got to get laugh. I don't know what we're laughing right. about, but it's good Me either. to laugh. You, to smile. you know what we're going to do? Yeah. yeah. We are going to move sometimes, y'all. We are going to move right on. brand new. Let's move on to uh, AEW and Forbidden Door. So we have two matches that are official. Woo-hoo. Both of them went official, I think, Sunday. Boy, oh, boy. Uh Rematch from a top three match of the year right now. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP mm-hmm. United States Heavyweight Championship match. And uh, Brian Danielson versus Okada. As much as I thought Forbidden Door was was good last year, we were in attendance for it. It, w- it, was, it had that special feeling just because that was only the second New Japan show we've ever been to. First was uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor in Master Square Garden, WrestleMania weekend a few years ago. So being able to see like Okada in person, like it was a lot of that. But in terms of the card, we know they had a ton of injuries. It really wasn't, I mean, it was was still a great show, but the card was like, all right, it was cool. This, if not another match is... 
man, there it is. And not These the two matches match either. are killer. Mm. Let's talk about. Okay, so let's wait about the rumors. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait on that, that in a second. So thoughts on uh, those first two matches that were announced for Forbidden Door. As you always say, put that right in my veins, baby. Put that right in my veins. Now, I am interested to see Brian and Okada. Um, I'm scared I might have super high expectations for it. I, I, I'm going to just try to not not to have that. I'm going to just try to just stay stay still and just watch it and take it in for what it is. Uh, but I know exactly what I'm getting out of Kenny and Will. I already know. Of the Billy Goat and Kenny. You think it's going to be better than uh, Wrestle Kingdom? No. I'm going to say it's going to have to. But if we look at Okada and Omega's matches, and yeah, it wasn't like, you know, five was just so much better than one, but they continue to layer on top of layer on top of layer each and every match. And I I can't see this being any different. As great as that one is. Healthy now? He should be. Or he will I mean, be, hopefully. If, he, if he's healthier than what he was back in January, then sure, I could see that it being a better match. Um, but again, what we saw was kind of magical at Wrestle Kingdom. So that, that's a very high bar, a very, very high bar. I'm okay if it doesn't hit that because how magical that, that match was. Um, but, but this Brian and Okada, I'm definitely interested. I'm going to be on the edge of my seat just to see how this plays out because this Brian, this new Brian is just amazing. His, his level of being not even just a bad guy just like uh no bullshitting around like this is just what intensity. it is intensity intensity no nonsense crazy. yep yep so yeah i don't know about the match being better but you know for me um i don't always worry about if it's gonna be better or not i know it's gonna be good right and mm-hmm. it's gonna be another good match uh we're gonna have another awesome i don't uh, first time ever right uh brian danielson versus yeah. okada Right. So like we're going to get so and that kudos to Tony Khan finally selling us on two main events well before the show. Like, right. Like now he got something to build off of. Mm -hmm. And now he has something we can sell. Like he could probably sell tickets on on those two matches alone. Like, right. So now we know exactly what we're going to get from this show. And I think it's amazing. Now he can kind of build the rest of the card from these top two matches, it's going to be a good time. And I'm actually that kind of really um, brightened my mood. I'm like, all right, maybe Tony Khan is finally going to start moving these storylines and this promotion, not promotion. Uh, I mean, more so promoting these pay-per-views the right way to get me really intrigued as a, as a fan to want to watch these pay-per-views instead of selling me like an hour before the show to spend 50 bucks. Like right now, you already got my fifty bucks off yep. these two shows. But I mean, we're still only two, two weeks out, though. We're still only two yeah. weeks out. So it's two weeks from this upcoming Sunday. Sunday. Oh damn, is that quick? Yeah, that's what I'm June saying. 25th. So it's not that much of a of a, a build. But granted, for Forbidden Door, you never really needed a build. And that's the me. thing about it. Like this is an all star game. Yeah, right. Exactly. This show is an all star game. And where last year we were like, man, what's up with the build? I, I would have to pull up the card but i remember knowing the card is like it's gonna be a great show because we know it's gonna be a great show because mm-hmm. we know everybody can go but yeah. some of these matches are kind of like uh you don't need to build this like those two matches and that's why i think you feel that way because they're you don't need to build it those matches on its own that's it's it. like you got me already i don't you don't even gotta talk about it again on tv i am going to be seated yeah. come june 25th for those I, matches i already got i already got my card out right here i already got it out right here <laughs> 
So the the two matches that came out today that are well, one has been discussed. One was rumored until an injury. The rumored match would have been Mercedes versus Soraya. And as of right now, what is being discussed is CM Punk versus Kenta. I do have to call out the IWC real quick. I saw, and this just kind of hit a couple hours before we started podding. I saw a ton of hate about Mercedes versus Soraya. You know, this person's right there. Man, we could have went Willow against Mercedes rematch. Uh, whoever, Sheeta's there, whoever, right? I see a lot of that. But then I saw a lot of positivity for CM Punk versus Kenta. I get the whole GTS versus GTS. That is a story. Yeah. E to your point about build, you don't, you don't have to build that. You can just tell me yeah. it is the originator of the GTS versus the person who has made it popular in the United States. Cool. You got my money on that. But are we not going to act like there is not a built-in story with Mercedes and Soraya? She had to retire because of what Soraya, to what Mercedes did to her in a in a match. Like I just so I, I, get, I get that I get that, but I think it's not that. We, I don't think that IWC or at least me, we're not looking at it from that lens. We're just looking at it for just the work rate of both wrestlers. That's how I think they are looking at it. Why would you put Soraya in a match with Mercedes? When we know right now, at least when we can't, what we've seen, I don't think Soraya can go against Mercedes in the ring. I don't think that that, that built-in storyline, you just mm-hmm. brought that back up, and now I do remember that. And now I'm like, wow, that does make sense. I, I would like to see how that plays out. I just think we looked at it purely off of you would put her in the ring with her. They, they're not even on the same level to go at each other. We know at, at Forbidden Door, everybody got to be like on that elite level in wrestling. I, that's what I think. I don't know. Got it. Okay. All right. Here comes the, the, the super smart fans. Get back at it again. Woo. Look at me. I'm so cool. Like this man is trying to sell tickets and put on a, on a elite show, not just for the super smart fans, but for the worldwide, like you don't think a Mercedes Monet versus Soraya is going to give you a couple extra buys? That's a big time match on any promotion. Any promotion would love to have that as a headliner. Not just AEW. Give Impact, uh, NWA, anybody, any promotion would love to put those two women as a marquee match. That match alone will be the marquee on any other uh, show. So they're trying to give you big matches now will it deliver in the ring it's going to be fine it's going to be fine right like it's going to be fine like we we can't sit here as smart fans and say that mercedes is a bad if you think mercedes is a bad wrestler you're a hater and soraya is fine yeah, I don't think anybody's saying Mercedes is a bad wrestler. I think Ooh. it was just more towards uh, the energy. No, 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 no. no. Oh, are you serious? Oh, you, yeah, yeah. yeah oh man, wow. she's she's lost every since since she has not been <laughs> Sasha Banks. Yeah. Oh my God, she's one of the worst wrestlers in the history of they, the business. They've according tried to some folks. Got yeah. it. <laughs> yep. She can't wrestle. Uh, she's happy to be wrestling in front of four hundred fans. And uh, oh yeah, I mean it's all there. It's like wow, wow, mm-mm-mm. but. Yeah, I thought that would have been great. And CM Punk and Kenta, I think, would be cool, too. I know Tony Khan came out and said that this show is going to be the biggest show either company has put on or something like that. Um, so they must have some other things under 
their sleeve. So it sounds like we're all excited for Forbidden Door. Probably the biggest thing that came out of Dynamite this week was MJF and Adam Cole's promo segment. I cannot wait to hear your guys' thoughts. I'm going to just throw it right to you. I put a real quick, I put a Twitter poll out last night and said, uh, who won it, quote unquote, who won the promo battle? Adam Cole won 76% to 24%, I believe it was. So he kind of ran away with it saying that he won. What was your guys' thoughts about that promo segment? Man, I loved every second of it. And when MJF was going in on the beginning, uh, Adam and Adam went over to the corner like he normally does, kind of put his arms up on the turnbuckle in the ring ropes. I'm like, oh, man, how's how's he going to bounce back off of this? Just when I'm finally starting to love Adam Cole, you know, even in NXT, I kind of wasn't a huge Adam Cole fan. Now I'm starting to fall in love with this character here. How he how he going to, you know, rebound after this? When he came back and said, no, nah, you probably needed to go backstage and get tested. Dude, I was done. All the way done. All the way done. He's like, the only reason you can get jacked is because you're taking something. At that point, drop the mic. Adam Cole won because he had got his ass ripped apart. And and not one moment did he look nervous, look scared, and he was not phased by that. And to go and you know, just watching people going against people. We saw it with Roman and John Cena. You can get intimidated, get lost, get caught up, <laughs> and then now you just looking like a dummy. No, Adam Cole was like, nope. All right, I'll take it all. Yep. Boom. Man, no pun intended. Know, I've, I've always told you guys that I don't like a lot of this work shoot stuff. Like, it really, um, I think it's unnecessary. It doesn't really hit the way they wanted it to hit. But I thought this had a, uh, some some uh, some great elements into it. Like, cause, uh, like MJF was, uh, man, like, he was tearing, like you said, Rhodesia, he was tearing Adam's ass up and to be quite honest with you i didn't think that adam was gonna be able to come back at him to be honest at all at all like because you because you think about like all right like you know like like just rappers right but just really great you know rappers make great songs right but not all of them are are good battle rappers right Mm -hmm. like you know like like and that's what i like i don't i didn't think that adam cole was a battle battle rapper now he got carrying cross's ass back in nxt but (laughs) but that's a whole different thing right yeah like but I just didn't think that Adam would be able to come back at him. And I was like, dang, man, you can't. Like, Adam's, like, is on his way up. You can't eat him up like that. Like, right, right. on national TV in this way, spitting facts, right? It was mm-hmm. it was no, he was spitting facts. Capital F-A-C-T. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking Matt's trash. But he was spitting <laughs> facts, right? And so when Adam came back with that piss test, line i was like oh adam like you surprised me like and he just kept going with it right and that's really all he needed to say really i think he said he had a couple other things that was interesting but all he needed was that one line because yeah. whoo i mean it was a bomb drop it was that was a, a legit mic drop so that was a great back and forth um mixing well not not they weren't blurring they weren't blurring reality that was real like right i'm like <laughs> i hope I hope they were okay with that before they went out there because like they 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 didn't hold back. And kudos again because guess what? I'm very 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 interested in seeing this thing go, right? More promos. We know the match is going to be good cuz that's one of the things I think Adam Cole is underrated is he's really underrated in the ring. He's great. And so is MJF, right? He's proven it over and over again. So kudos to them on this one. And Matt, real quick before you share your thoughts, I was 
a half a second disappointed, not even half a second, but when Adam Cole came out, because we knew somebody was about to come out and, and address MJF, I don't know who I thought it would have be, been, but I didn't necessarily think it was going to be Adam Cole. So then when he came out, I kind of also was a little bit taken back, like, uh-oh, like, is he going to be able to go against this, you know, bohemian? And he did. So I think that uh, for me, that segment was everything that's right in AEW and everything that's wrong in AEW at the same time. So without going like too long, we all want to see Adam Cole versus MJF. Nobody who's watching wrestling would, should not want to see that. But we're getting it at a time where Adam Cole is not the hottest. That's where the things that go wrong with AEW shines its light. We know this was probably planned months in advance. Cool. I love having a plan. We don't want a hot shot every week. I get that. But this is the issue when we talk about case in point CM Punk. The report came out earlier this week. CM Punk has not helped move ticket sales outside of Chicago for collision. They're still only at 700, 800 tickets sold for a show in Canada here in a few weeks. For one, they, can, I mean, they that's, cannibalized. That's, that's a total, the total sales? Yeah. But they cannibalized Canada because they've, I think they run like four shows. Yeah. They got Forbidden Door. They have, they have, they have a dynamite. They have collision. You, you can only tap into a market so much before people are like, you tap me out. I, I can't afford to go anymore. I throw that one away. But what I think is a, a bigger issue is still the presentation of said wrestlers. AEW was not, CM Punk was not going to come in and save AEW because they don't have stars. No, they have a plethora of stars. We just know CM Punk comes with incredible stories. That's why a lot of us are excited to see CM Punk back. It's not because, oh, he's the only star and he's going to be able to elevate everybody he's in the ring with. No, if you look at the poster they have for Collision and look at the names that are on that poster, you're like, man, that is stacked. When I watched Dynamite and I saw MJF and Adam Cole, eight to your point, work shoot, yep, great lines. MJF basically taking Adam Cole's carrying cross promo from NXT. If you, it's one of those, if you know, you know. Right, so I'm listening. I'm like, oh no, that's that's crazy. That's the Adam Cole promo he hit carrying across with, and you know, uh, when the, when the, when the bell rings, blah blah blah, et cetera, et cetera. Awesome. That's the stuff that we geek out over because we are the hardcore of the hardcore. But the issue is, Adam Cole is just coming off of a feud with Chris Jericho, that was not the best, and then you're putting him in a in a program immediately with MJF. And it's like, that's where we get into these issues where it's like, the matches are going to be great, but man, could we have done something to, to get Adam Cole hotter before we had this? Because, Radisha, to your who? point, when, it, when, when his music hit, I was like, okay, cool. All right, this is going to be a good segment. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is what I wanted when Adam Cole returned because he came back with that incredible face promo. You guys all remember when he yeah. was talking about his whole story about having the concussions and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, man, when him and MJF finally lock up, it's going to be crazy. But he's dropped a little bit in terms of momentum since then. Do something to heat him up before we get that. 
But here's I'm the not thing, so though, much Matt. against like, that. Here's the thing, though, Matt. Like, you think that these things they've been doing for Adam Cole were weren't designed to get him hot for this this moment? You think they put him in a feud with Chris Jericho, their three million dollar man, because they didn't think he's going to get over in that in that feud? Like, right? That this obviously has been a plan. So now you get to the point to where, all right, this is our next thing. Do you at that point say, oh, you know what? We done messed up that feud with Chris Jericho. Let's just let's let's pump the brakes on uh on this MJF thing. Right. No, like like you oh, know, yeah, no. like, like right, like this this is a victim of circumstance. And I think that, you know, in that promo alone, like if you listen to reactions from that crowd, he had the crowd. I think this is a like he's a he's the guy that when he he's able to get in something that's good and not have to carry a feud with Chris Jericho, he's gonna be able to he's like this is he, they they put like a buffet in front of this this skinny brother, right? He's finally going he's gonna be fat. He's going to be fat, Adam Cole, after this thing. He's going to eat, right? He's going to eat. He's going to feast because before they gave him, you know, they, 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 he went to you know, Red Lobster and got the steak. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, he actually, he's, he's, he's at, in a feast right now. He's going to feast on these on, on this great material and this back and forth and the great match. He's, it's going to be good. So we I know we got the title Adam going eliminator. At, going against him. Second. I have nothing against Adam Cole going at MJF now. I mean, I see what you were saying when he first debuted, but they were trying to tell that pillar story. But at this point, I have no problem because I think anybody else Adam Cole would have gone against would have decreased his value even more. Yeah, put him in the top spot. I, I disagree because I don't think – you don't have to have fuse to get somebody hot. We just talked about LA Knight. He ain't been in the feud since January. And he's hot as fish greets. There's but ways to know, get people hot. But, but, we but have I'm just saying there's ways to get AEW people hot. Do it? Uh, you had last week to do it. When you had Jericho and Soraya in a meaningless tag match with Britt and Adam Cole. If you know you're doing MJF and Adam Cole the second week of June. Right? Or first week of June. Whatever. Yeah. Got to build. Like, build. Get your end game and build out. And... I just feel like they had an opportunity there. It's the same thing with the collision main event. They announced. I personally am very surprised CM Punk's wrestling on his first day. I personally would have kept CM Punk out of the ring night one. I would have said CM Punk is there. He's going to have a live mic and leave it at that. Right. I, I, I would not have had CM Punk wrestle. He is wrestling. We'll be in the building. Super excited for it. That's a great match. That's a match that, any AEW fan is going to watch. They may not watch it live. We'll see what the ratings look like. Who knows? But for it to be um, CM Punk, FTR versus Samoa Joe, uh, who was Juice Robinson and Jay White. That's a great main event. Imagine how big that match would be if Jay White was treated like the megastar that Ian, I think he is or has the potential to be since he debuted the first week of April. That's what I mean. Like, if you know, okay, this is what we're probably going to go with, even if you found that out two or three weeks ago. I don't know, did Jay White really, was Jay White really elevated after the main event this past week on Dynamite against Ricky Starks? No. Because to my recollection, didn't the guns interfere? And there you go. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying squash Ricky Starks, but something should have happened. And maybe it'll happen on Wednesday, but then that goes back to it's happening on Wednesday and the show is on Saturday. 
build, make it feel like these are some of the biggest stars in your company for one of the biggest nights of the year. And it's just the name, we'll, we'll throw the name out there, and that's huge. Once again, that match is going to be great. We know that match is going to be hot fire. But I just look at, damn, there's so much meat on the bone when we see things like that. That's all. I'm trying to keep it together over here. But Matt, what was the name that the guy? Oh, you doing internet? it again? I am. It is Braun Breaker listen, listen, for Seth Rollins. No, he no, was no. not drafted to Monday Night Raw. No, no, no. no stop. I got it. Stop. Stop. Uh, what was the name that the guy called <laughs> the Elite oh the Bullet Club? The Value Club. Oh, he got, he got him. Yeah. Uh, was it? Let me, let me see. I, I'll have it I think right it's here. called the Value Club. <laughs> Great Value Bullet Club. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Walmart <laughs> Bullet Club. Oh no! Oh no, man! It, shout out! Shout out you, to Dre for that. Hey, but you th- if you think about it though, um, you know if you're ter- if you're Tony Khan, like on paper, like that's a big marquee matchup with uh, Adam Cole, Britt. Versus Soraya and Chris Jericho, right? Like that mm-hmm. on paper, that should have been a good match, but we know the reality of the situation, like right. But may you know, I, I didn't see quarter ratings for that for that match, so we don't know how it did. But going back to to Jay White, like you know, you and I talked about it that he you know he should have been in WWE, like I and and what's happened in Jay White is what we thought would would happen is that he's going to kind of blend in. To what's already happening on this? Okay, he right. his 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 skill set, his look and over like he's he's too similar to what they already have. You know, he's not like unique to AEW, and he's been there right before. I don't know if he's going to realize his potential as a superstar in AEW. Unfortunately, you know, stupid Vince and 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 the in the buyout cost them a megastar. That he that could have united that promotion, but yeah, I don't know, man. There was I, a report. It, it, you see, that was real quick. You see the report that came out today. It wasn't a report. I guess it was like a statement that uh, he's very chill about his creative. Man, I saw that him crap. being <laughs> him being Jay White is like yeah, no shit. We can see, we can oh, tell man. he's very chill about his creative. I'm just happy to be here, pal. That that that's the vibes that I got. Like, no, man, I need you to fight for yourself a little bit. But CM Punk is taking a liking to him. Which is why he's in that match, and we know the match is once again is going to be great. I just, but it's like, man, when I see like potential, it just bothers me. Where I'm like, ah, this could be so much better if you just like, ah, just change this and put this here for a moment just to see how that plays itself out. Hey, no, look at this great value Bullet Club, like you know Jay White, <laughs> you know Jay White, and you know his 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 next guy in line is called Rock Hard, right? Oh, God. his name is Rock Hard. Like right, I can't Just take that seriously. Actually, rock I like hard. rock hard. I like rock hard. When he when I first heard him say it two weeks ago, I was like, oh, I kind of like that. I like that. I bet you yeah. do like it. <laughs> yeah, well, y'all, y'all, hey, y'all, some freaks. So of course you like that. So of course you like that. <laughs> I bet and, you do like it. And and now you got the so you got rock hard and the ass boys, right? <laughs> the new great value bullet club. Like that's just not fierce to me, right? Like that group is like. I like the ass boys. I like rock hard, but I just can't take those boys seriously. 
Like, right? They can't. They're not. That's it's not the Bullet Club faction. name. Like, like, say if they just came together, you'd be like, okay, this should be a fun faction. It's the Bullet no. Club name. Like, I'm personally over the Bullet yeah. Club. Like, all right, enough, enough. That's one. That's Bullet. one thing. But you, but you think about Jay White. He can't be a superstar with those as his seconds, right? The Ass Boys and Rock Hard. <laughs> the Rock Hard Ass Boys. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh man. Um, Orange Cassidy. I do want to talk about Orange Cassidy real quick. That guy it's a is shocker. Really Surprise. Damn good. Yeah. Uh the finish was what it was. The, it was a finish of okay, it's not done yet. All right. Hopefully Swerve is still the one that takes the title off of him whenever that happens. But just watching him work, he has come so far from the I'm lazy wrestler gimmick. I I, I just I have to shout out Orange Cassidy. Um the things he does in the ring are really understated and undervalued. Some of his selling that he does, some of his registering that he does, a lot of that was on full display on Dynamite this week against Swerve. Another really, really strong match between those two. But I just remember, of course, the hate Orange Cassidy guy when he first showed up in AEW for people who mm-hmm. didn't get the gimmick. And I get it. All right, he has a guy who, like, sometimes he tries, sometimes he doesn't. I get it's completely different. But now just seeing his run that he's been on this year, like, you got to give it up to him. He, he has been knocking it out the park each and every week. Now, I know Swerve did it first, but do you take any kind of shade with him that he – how he won by pulling on the tights? Mm, no. Okay. No, it's not, he really didn't pull on him. If well, I can't remember, did. I thought Swerve did, right? Yeah. Swerve, no, Swerve did it first. Out. Swerve, Swerve yeah. did it first. That's what and it was. And then he yeah. got out of it, yeah. and then he did it. That's right, because he pulled yeah. with his one hand, right? Was that the way it finished? Because yeah. he was still selling his yeah. hand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of everything I had from like Dynamite. Anything else you guys want to give highlights to or crap on? Hey, real quick with the, with that match, I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I was kind of disappointed that Swerve didn't win. Um, but I couldn't hate on it because, like, like I've been talking about it. Like, Orange has done such a great job with that championship. He's made that championship super relevant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, the best champion. He's made uh, – he's one of the – I was – you know, MJF's doing his thing. He's, like, the I think the best champion um, that they have right now. He's made that – Think about that. That, that title yeah. right now is, is secure as, like, the second most important title in that company, in my eyes. Like, right? It's not even close. Um, and then I'm, I'm and real quick. Seeing, and why do you say that? What has happened with either that title or, or Orange Cassidy for you to feel like, hey, this is now the second most important belt on AEW? Well, you think about how frequent that Orange Cassidy. I mean, he's almost defending that title almost weekly. Was it right? twenty five times? I think they announced he just since he's had it twenty five times. Right. Take take well, that BS Casino Battle Royal out. Um, but you know, he's had, and this, most of them have been great matchups, right? So great matches. He's been a permanent fixture in those shows more so than I think any character, right? Cause he's Anybody. been on those shows yeah. consistent and he's not just popping up on the show. Like just to wrestle his match. They're putting, they've been putting him in multiple segments sometimes. Um, so, you know, he's just been a, a great face for that company. He's been a great champion. And like I said, that title is definitely like the the Intercontinental Championship level, like back in the day, yeah. right? Like this secure yeah. like a workman's title. Great. Um, Swerve looked great in the match. This is one spot. And 
those two guys have have been doing. They give me like they're almost like the Lucha. No, no, no I won't say Lucha Bros are, are are worse. There's always a spot in their matches that really takes me out of the match. You know, do you know which one it was? Matt? I'm sure I do. What which wait which one which one is it? Are you talking about the um? What is that? You talking about the one outside the ring, right? Yeah, the DDT on the outside. Yep, DDT on the outside. Like that should have killed Swerve, right? But he wrote, but he gets him up, rolls it back in, and and Swerve he just kicks out like it's a regular move. And then yeah. even after the match, he seemed kind of still kind of be with it. No, this dude should have been all kinds of out of it. So like that was a little bit of a disconnect for me, because um, at, at up until that point, I would say it was a five star match. So that little moment kind of took me out of my suspension of disbelief just in that moment. <laughs> and I hate when they do those matches. Um, I just I just want them to stop with these DDTs or these Hurricanas from the outside of the ring to um, I mean inside of the ring to the outside of the ring, landing on the head and rolling it back in and kicking out like nothing's happened. They gotta stop that. But kudos to Swerve. Um, I'm hoping that there is a championship run in, in his future. Um, kudos to uh, or- uh, Orange Cassie doing a great job. And the last thing I'll leave you guys with, what if they had the, the TNT title exclusively on Collision? I said that. I said I that thought, a couple weeks I ago. I thought they should be I that said, way. now let's have the TNT belts on TNT and the TBS, the TBS belts on, on TBS. TBS. Yes. They have an opportunity. They have an opportunity to do so many cool things with these two shows. They still haven't talked about who's going to be on what show, and, and if there's any reason why or anything like that, you don't even have to give me a reason. Let's just be smart about how we split them up to that point. Let's, let's move the championships, and, like, they can really do some awesome things. And, and let's get to telling stories. And the reason why I asked you, E, about why Orange Cassidy was, he, you felt like that was the number two belt, you, you said it, but it's TV time. He's wrestled, like, 25 times this year so far. Wins. Winning does matter. Putting winning streaks matter in wrestling to get somebody hot. And it's, those are the things, right? So when we don't see Warlow for weeks at a time, or you don't see Keith Lee for months at a time, it feels like on your major shows, that takes momentum away. You know, but now having two shows, that, that should help. That really, really should help. But yes, I do want to shout out just their chemistry is off the charts between Swerve and Orange Cassidy. That's one of those, give me like a best of five. I would yeah. be there for it every single week. Or did you got anything from uh, oh. Dynamite? Nope, that's it. All right, let me make sure. Uh, I think that was all I had. Let me mm-hmm. make sure. Oh, just kind of random, but it irritates me. And it was on, maybe on SmackDown or Raw. The one more time chance from the crowd. It's starting to get up there Bronson with the what chant for me. Bronson. Yes, Bronson Reed, Bronson. who is a yep. heel, mm-hmm. is getting one more time champs. Yeah, chance from the crowd beating up two baby faces. Yep, I hate that. I hate the chant, but then when I hear it, that just tells me like you're not bought into the story or the characters. You just want to see violence. Oh, kind of like How at WrestleMania you- when you guys are throwing up the ones Ooh, when the baby wait. face loses. We oh, almost oh, made it through oh, one episode. Like we almost made it through one episode you know without you crying about Cody losing. Still bitching and moaning. That's how you know it works. Still bitching and moaning. <laughs> we about almost Cody. made it through. A I love whole, it. Almost at an hour and forty minutes, we almost made it through it. 
No, I'm just mentioning these guys can't say one more time, but you guys are throwing up the ones. I'm, that's all. I'm just saying. No, because we actually we actually enjoy the the most popular and best and biggest superstar in the modern era. Sorry for being not, Roman Reigns fan. He's, he's a he's Our a heel. Man. He's a heel. My bad. He's a heel. You just went on about he's how much you like Swerve. Swerve's a heel. Yes, he is. Well, he's also exactly. like me. He's also me, and I like me too. So. Lord have mercy. That ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I don't even know what that means. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna skip right past that. It seems like every week this show goes off the rails right at the end, and it went off the rails again. TFW, but that's just the best time to do it, though. You should be TFW, going off the rails in the beginning of the show. Moment of the week. Ishan brought it up earlier. He didn't like it. I'm enjoying it and enjoyed it. And my TFW moment of the week is actually the start of the dissension in the Judgment Day. It, they have been around for a year. I think they have done fantastic since the switch of Finn with the Judgment Day. Of course, they've been around longer than that with Edge, but as constructed, they've been around for a year without Dom. Keep Rhea and Dom together. They are money together. But I am more than okay with some dissension in the, in the Judgment Day. I think that Damien has kind of peaked in the Judgment Day, where he's at right now. And I think if we can get a him and Finn feud, and maybe Damien goes face, I don't know what that looks like. I'm sure we'll get Seth and Finn at um, Money in the Bank. This, they kind of tease that toward the end of the show. But if we can get some dissension between Damien and Finn, and that elevates Damien, I'm all for it, because he, he deserves it. So that was my TFW moment of the week, the week was the, the dissension that they teased on Raw and the Judgment Day. Good one. Um, I was a little bit scared that you was taking mine, but then I thought about like, no, what I was about to say so off the rail that you would not have said that. This is a funny one. He is no stranger to my TFW moment of the week. <laughs> and it's Dominic Mysterio. There was a TikTok going out after his altercation with Cody Rhodes um, in the ring on Raw. And he comes behind Gorilla and he goes, whoa, I slapped Cody Rhodes. <laughs> That to me, I'm like, he's so the most unseriousable person so in wrestling right now. So from that alone, and it was like, I think four seconds long. I'm like, thank you so much, John, for making me laugh again. <laughs> Jeez. Staying with uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, my moment of the week was seeing the crowd singing that band's song. I love to see my favorite wrestler doing this thing and, you know, great wrestling fans all around the world, not these cynical wrestling fans that throw up ones and chant for the heels to, 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 to win matches. 2.9 million so, I love it. viewers agree with us. Bloodline, baby. Let's go. We're going to still represent. We, we ain't going to turn our backs just because some people in the bloodline turn their backs on it. No, we're going to stay here until the end of time. You got that right, man. I'm going to be here for you, Roman. Don't you worry about it. I will still represent until the day where... Speaking of, y'all, real quick, did you see that allegedly the plan is to, uh, after all this, turn him super babyface? I thought that's kind of surprising, and I just hope that they do it right. Because if not, it could be bad. Oh, gosh. Yep. <laughs> so we'll see. All right, we will see. All right, guys, that is everything. We already did the plugs at the beginning of the podcast, so... I don't have anything to plug. You guys got anything you guys want to plug before we get out of here? Spring cleaning this weekend. That's about it. <laughs> I must be old. Why would yes. I just say that? You know Spring what? Oh, never mind. Cleaning. We should cut. Let's, let's cut that, that out. <laughs> cut. <laughs> Take that.
take it out. You've been on one this whole episode. Take it out. You've been on one this entire episode. Ishan, you got anything you want to plug, man? I uh, just want to echo your thoughts from our earlier. Hey, thank you for all the support we get from um, new friends, family of the podcast. I mean, I, I get DMs and, you know, shouts out all the time about little tidbits from the show. That I'm like, oh, man, people are really listening or, or watching the show. And it's really cool um, that you guys, you know, hit us up and talk to us about the, the show. So thank you for the support. Um, continue to spread the love. We appreciate you very much. There it is, guys. As he said, thank you, guys. We appreciate it. We'll be back again next week. Episode 41, right? We'll be next week. Is it 41? 41. It is. Episode 41 will be next week. We'll see you then.